When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't understand no. why all movies are set in New York. All movies and TV shows happen in New York. I know. You're, no, you are discounting. You are discounting the major uh, hit film series, uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, which places people squarely in suburban Indiana. Hmm. So that's <laughs> that's just disrespect to Greg Heffley right there, and I will not stand for it. Plus, there's always sleep, sleepless in Seattle. True, but that that ends up in New York, brother. Is that true? Wait, does this mean you watched it? <laughs> I, I know the plot line of one of the greatest love stories of our generation, Father. Sue me. Welcome to The Crunch. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. And Patrick, for once... I recruited a guest to the podcast. Sure, you did all of the work, and I didn't I did reply all of, to the text message I until did. like a day ago. Yeah, I know how. Now I know how it feels to be Ethan editing the podcast every week, not responding to my text messages. Hi, <laughs> brother. How are you? <laughs> hey, how you doing? Really good, good to see you. Uh, this is, this is quite fortuitous. Um, the fact that everything just happened so beautifully. Um, mm-hmm. So True. we did a podcast with Jake. Um, I've been off Twitter and Patrick said, did you see the, or somebody said, did you see father Harrison's now infamous missionary discipleship thread <laughs> for, from, for purposes of this podcast, we're going to call it the thread, the capital, thread. T, capital, capital T, capital T, the thread. the thread here and referred to as the thread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't been on Twitter. And so Patrick described it to me incorrectly. And then, uh, <laughs> And then I tried, I like gave a decently good defense of it, but then mm-hmm. it turns out that I didn't because I don't really know what I'm, neither of us know what we're talking about because we, <laughs> we don't go to school for this sort of thing. Um, well, Patrick does. I do. Ne- well, neither of us are really getting a theology degree. Okay. Um, Ouch. I guess Patrick goes to Francisco. As, so I, as, I, as I cradle my finished thesis in my hand. I know. I just bird. wanted to like really rub what's that your, in. What's your thesis on? What's yeah. your thesis uh, on? You guys can men and women. Who would have thought? Oh, nice. Thank you. Is this like a is this like an honors thing or what? Oh no, it's just like the the capstone sort of like the end oh, of the end project. of the career okay. deal. You can you can choose gotcha. to do a seminar or a thesis, and I I chose to do a thesis because why did you choose seminar over thesis? A thesis, or thesis over, over seminar. seminar I, mean. um, I don't know. I a seminar is a lot of book reading, and then you talk about the books you read. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what, good. which is, which is what I did in class for four years, and I was like, you know what, I I, I just I like oh. writing, so I wanted to right. write. I'm not going to diss on seminars, but plus then it's like, but then when you're writing, plus when you're writing a thesis, you can make it look like you read a lot of books when you just read one page of each of them. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You only need six sources for a theology thesis. And I was like, really? And then I'm doing a communications what? ones as well. Doing a communications what? thesis as well. Six and I need, sources? Yeah. And I needed 25 sources for my comm thesis. And I was like, 25 sources? Do the television shows count? And he was like, nope, they don't. I was like, what? What, how long is your how long is your theology thesis? So get this. All right. So my theology thesis, when you factor in all of the pages 
and like all mm-hmm. the bibliography and stuff. It's a whopping 28 pages. All right. My communications thesis, when you factor in all of the research pages and all this extra stuff, a whopping 37 pages, guys. Isn't that wild? Not bad. Not 65 bad. pages. And I have a headache and I haven't had not had a headache for about three weeks. I are you planning? A, I prepped a body that was two pages long yesterday. <laughs> wow. Square up. Living you know what? You know what? Yours probably saved more souls than mine. Actually, we don't know yet. We'll, we'll see. That's that's we'll stand to see. As soon as your book gets published, uh it might bring <laughs> Yeah, one of these days. You might be Patrick, I don't think you understand the potential that you have to be Christopher West 2.0. <laughs> I'm gonna be Christopher East, and then together we will take over the nation. Except you know, you will do theology of the body properly. <laughs> Oh, oh, all right, all right. We're gonna Sorry. circle back. Whoa. We're gonna circle back. Listen, edit, edit, Father, edit, you, edit, no, 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 that's fine. Put, we're gonna leave it in there. We, I think, we I think no what qualms. we all need to do is stand naked in front of a mirror and tell ourselves. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Let's, oh dear Lord. Let's begin this podcast by taking pot shots at every Catholic speaker. Me, me and, and my, me and my chest talk. Do. Me and my chest yeah. talk. Remember, kids, don't touch what you don't got. Also, butts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Also, guys. Oof. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Now, do you, are, not, do you not like? Do you not like Christopher West, Father? Can you just tell me why, real quick? Um, he, I wrote a, yeah, I, I have another thread about I wrote him on this. Um, <laughs> why well, I, I have, yeah, I could, I just, the thread part two, to be school. honest, he's not prominent as he once was. It's true. Yeah. So I don't feel the need to engage him as I perhaps once did. Mm. Uh, but he tends to manipulate, uh, John Paul's texts. So it gets away from the meaning of the text. Like often in his second, he'll use ellipses within a sentence, mm. and those ellipses are actually in, integral to the essence of what John Paul is saying. Plus, he has—it's uh, not theology of the body. John Paul—I mean, John Paul talks about a theology of the body within the context of all these catechesis, but it's not a theology of the body. It's a theology of the human person, mm. mm-hmm. which is—it's—it's mm. it's not just about the body. It's also—and it's not just about sex. It's also about spirituality. It's about it's about um, our relationship with God, our relationship with others, our relationship with creation. It's a it's a theological anthropology, which is more than just about the body. I mean, John Paul II legitimately brought the body back into theological conversation in a great way, but it wasn't just about that. So he reduces. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what um that's one of the big things my thesis is all about is like we're and that's one of the things that my advisor kept coming back to was all right, cool, like. This is an awesome. This is an awesome point that you made. How, yeah. What does this have to do with uh, the body as a sacrament of the person? Right. Like what? What does this have to do with uh, our final destination in heaven? And so that's like the final. Right. The final section of my thesis is like, all right, cool. Let's wrap all this in. Like, how can we apply this to our final destiny as uh, members of the mystical and eternal body of Christ? And so, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because because masculinity and femininity and the spiritualities that are contained therein mm-hmm. are very important mm-hmm. on Earth, right? And yep. then all of a sudden they're ultimately fulfilled, and everything belongs to everyone. And though we are our sexuality remains after death, but everything belongs to everyone. So ultimately, in the yep. end, we all contain the virtues of fatherhood that belong to mm-hmm. everyone, and we all contain the virtues of motherhood that belong to 
our sisters in Christ. Anyway, sorry. Yep. One of these days we're going to do like this a is five minutes. Complimentary of men and women podcast. Thank you. Plus for- this is why Mary is the archetype of the church boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mary, yes. Mary is everything the church is meant to be. And we look to Mary. Why? Because she's not just mother but she, in a way, mystically, she's also spouse. Mm. And, um, so she offers and sure she receives the, the, the posture of the Christian in the church is always one of fundamental receptivity. Yeah. And, and that's, that's actually our posture. And that this, that, that Mary's motherhood actually teaches us this and and not just teaches us, but actually in a, in a, I would say in a mystical way, actually even draws us into the mystery of herself. Mm. Okay. We need to start talking about this for the rest of the podcast. I'm (laughs) locked and loaded and I'm so into this. What? Please just, no. Just Patrick, <laughs> I'm not prepared read, to have this discussion. Read, Patrick, um, <laughs> read Mary, Mary, the source of the church by Ratzinger and Balthazar. Yes, and then wait, read, I've uh, read this. Yes. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. And then also read uh, volume one of Balthazar's Theological Aesthetics. Yes, I've read that too. Okay, good. <laughs> yep. So you're, yeah, on, you're I, on board. I was, I was, I was uh, on like a super Mary kick. My well, I still am on, in my in my sophomore year. I wrote. Uh, yeah. I had two ten page papers assigned by the same teacher for two separate classes and so mm-hmm. i wrote them both on mary just two different aspects nice. mary and the holy spirit nice. and mary in yeah. the bible and uh yeah and so that was also the year that we just talked about mary all the time it was great yeah and now we I talk was, about uh, commentary all the time because that's what i'm nice. studying <laughs> when i was in uh when i was in uh washington dc a few weeks ago i sat in on some classes at the jp2 institute which is my secret hope and desire to go to for my doctorate one day Ooh. and uh hint hint yeah. bishop mm-hmm and, Mm. Yes, hey, your well, definitely listen uh, to your this grace, podcast. Your grace. He's, yes, he totally definitely does. And then yeah. he, well, he's already gotten my letter. So, okay. Uh, asking. Uh, but uh, I sat in on a class on ecclesiology, and the entire two hour lecture was on the Immaculate Conception and, and what this has to do with the fire. It was so good. Oh, man. My so ecclesiology good. class is all about Protestants. Mm. <laughs> I feel like ecclesiology is so interesting, but I have no. No, I don't know where to where to begin. Well, that's Start another with, discipline of theology that constantly needs to be rooted in Christ. That's yeah, another yeah, discipline sure. of theology that can kind of get away from you. You know, you're kind of yeah. just like, man, the church is so great, and then you kind of lose Christ. <laughs> yeah, everything we do needs to be Christocentric, isn't that? Isn't that right, Father? Believe Harrison? it or not, Christians yes. ought to be rooted in Christ. That's, that's crazy. What? Crazy concept. Which Same actually word. kind of brings I us. Into we're supposed our topic to worship today. the saints. Yeah, and also. Uh, that those firefighters, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, I pray to the saints, died. um, uh, Saint Patrick, <laughs> Saint uh, the nine eleven firefighters, that one, that one guy who died, that one guy who died. Uh, oh my gosh. Anyway, oh my gosh, Sorry, I did that. I, I, did you see, do you remember how I did that on like one of those quote boards? Yes. Patrick, do you remember that tweet? That was, that was I. I did that, and I had to like bend some of the things in order to like get them to be the letters that I needed them to be. And the whole time my friend whose apartment it is, she's just like, I don't understand like what you've done to my <laughs> quote board. Like it had a, it had like a Barbara Walters quote on it or something before. And I just demolished it. I just, just took it away. And my I new made favorite it woke profane. space tweet is, uh, Hey, I've read the original Hebrew text and the Bible says nothing about God or <laughs> and says everything about self care and a vague love for the poor. Uh, that's oh, so man. funny. 
That's there. Every time I go off Twitter, something like that just pulls me right back. <laughs> every time I try to go, <laughs> they keep so pulling anyway, me back. I, I do it because I will say, I will say, entire faith. Yes, yes. What about it? Um, so, like, what, what you were saying about uh, the theology yeah. of the body not being rooted, yeah, not not you, when we tend to root the theology of the body not in Christ, it reminded me of your threat. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, was okay. that sometimes sometimes we have the tendency to let our Sometimes theology becomes a fad, not in the sense that it's going to go away, but like certain ideas, we all get like really into it. You know, mm-hmm. people get like really the into theology of the body. What? People get yeah. super hyped about the transcendentals in like the past five years, it seems like. It's true. Yeah. You know, and just out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, and like more people things. are reading Balthazar. That's why. Oh, old ballsy. Oh, good. Good old ballsy. <laughs> And then, I've never um, heard of anyone calling that before. Really? That's how they. That's what yeah. they call them on uh, Catching Foxes. Nope, that's an original time. crunch thing. We took that. That's ours. I, everything we do is from them. Our whole <laughs> podcast idea is theirs. We just did it, but younger. I was, talking, I was looking. talking about how we ripped off Catching Foxes to Matt Frad yesterday, actually. Two days ago. Oh, what? yeah? Yeah. What did he say? Not that you're trying to drop names. or Not trying to you're, drop names. You but, are uh, dropping names. But when were you talking to him? <laughs> yesterday, I was talking did, to my buddy Matt about how I hate name dropping on Twitter. Um... Yeah, he and I was I was like I was telling him about uh, us going to seek, and I was like, "This is the only reason why I'm bringing this up." Is talking okay. to him about us going to seek, and I was like, "Man, who would have thought? Who would have thought that just us, a couple of kids, would be would be recording a podcast at seek?" And he just goes, "You're not kids," and I was like, ah, "He's right." He doesn't think we're kids. He doesn't think well, we're you're kids. not. We're adult boys. And then you're I was like, adult. "Look at us. We're big grown ups talking about the talking about the faith and talking about ourselves." Ooh. Um, well, now I, you see, I'm 35 now, so I refer to people in their early 20s as, as, as kids now. So, yikes! That's that's that's, us. A total, that's a total sophomore move, Father Harrison. Total sophomore. Why move. is it? Why sophomore? You know how sophomores all think that freshmen are like really young. When I was a freshman, all the sophomores uh, were like, "Oh, just wait till gotcha. you get to geometry. It's so Sorry. much harder than you know, algebra that's one." A to me. You see, in university, first in Canada, we call it university and not college. Secondly, we just call it first year, second year, third year, fourth year. Hmm. Mm. I was talking it's about not, high school, though. So that's that's why. Oh, okay. That's why America is the center of culture, not Canada. It's because we got <laughs> high school names for stuff. That's why everybody eats McDonald's and not Tim Hortons. Yeah, yeah. I don't eat Tim Hortons either. It's disgusting. Yeah, Ooh. McDonald's. <laughs> we need more hot takes on Christopher West and Timmy Hayes. <laughs> I am just one. That, this is my nature. This is how I. This is I just accept that this is what I do on Twitter. I, it's all about the hot takes. You just you just put you put steamers out there and you exactly. just let them ride and you're and you have to <laughs> laugh at me. <laughs> oh man. I realize oh I realize now that what I said might be inappropriate. <laughs> However, I do not detract or I take guess away I should, from what I yeah, said. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't call you a turd now, huh? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, oh man, I I, I tried so hard to podcast, segue right? into the topic, but it just didn't. I know, and we just—it's like we keep trying to move. We tried to merge <laughs> off the highway, but we keep getting back on. Every time I get off the highway, it keeps pulling me back <laughs> on. Me back in. <laughs> well, interestingly, that's when I was listening to your guys' last podcast. Was on the highway, really? Yeah. Do they have that highway where you can go forever really fast in Canada, or is that only in Europe? <laughs> That's only in Europe. I think. Do they have but, an autobahn? But at the same time, no we don't have an autobahn, but we have hi- we have highways that are that have so few cars on them that people treat them like the autobahn. I'll give you a story on this. Oh please, uh, yes. So after I was ordained, I spent three and a half months in the Yukon uh, helping out up there because they had they have no priests up there at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was up there, and I would travel all literally all over 
the Yukon every once a week. And I'd go to a different parish all over the Yukon, which is a large place. Mm-hmm. Um, driving to say mass and drive back and you're going out to say mass for like six, seven, eight people. And that's it. Right. <clears throat> it's really unique. So coming back from a place called Dawson city, which is way up North in the Yukon where Dawson's are, Creek. No, Dawson city. Oh, okay. Sorry. Not Dawson's Dawson's Creek. Creek sorry. No, they're not. Your not guys are too young for Dawson's Creek. I've just not, heard people not young enough to know reference. that it's a thing that happened once. Listen, that's Dawson's Creek sleepless in Seattle. That was that's our bread and butter, Father. Okay, <laughs> now I have to put the sleepless totally. in Seattle bit in the beginning of the podcast. Yes, uh, no, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, but uh, anyway, so I'm driving back from Dawson City. It's like a four hour drive back to Whitehorse. So I'm going down a highway, and the speed limit's ninety kilometers. Think, yes, kilometers. Okay, thank you. Important distinction. But 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 no, just wait. I was going about 140 kilometers an hour. Oh dear, that's because not where the speedometer people, ends. <laughs> no, it ends like 220 kilometers. What cars are you driving, Padre? Jeez, my co- my Toyota Good. Corolla doesn't get up that high. Well, okay, These that's Canadian well, we were driving German priest money. <laughs> exactly. So yes, exactly. Well, it wasn't even my car; it's the diocese's oh car. Anyway, <laughs> well, there we I'm go. Dri- I'm driving, and because there's never cops on the road or anything, right? And I'm mm-hmm. driving. I'm coming around that's the corner, close. and as as I'm going across around the corner, I, I there's like a mountain, so I didn't see the oncoming tra- traffic. I just know what's going to happen here. And I'm, I slow down ish, but I drive and, uh, he's, <laughs> and then I, I see that I see the sirens on behind me. He's, he's oh, obviously man. turned around and everything pulls me over mm-hmm. and he goes, you, you know how fast you're going? <laughs> I didn't actually have it on my, 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 actually, no, I didn't have my color on. Yeah, I did have my color on. Yes. But I didn't, I didn't whip it out to put it on. I had just had it on, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say, oh, there's a, but anyways, but this is funny because so I, he goes, you know how fast I was like, I know I was going too fast. I was just really eager at home. He goes, okay, well, license registration goes back. He comes back. He goes, listen, um, you were going pretty fast, but I'm going to let you off with a warning because my grandma would kill me if I gave a ticket to a priest. <laughs> Boom. That's awesome. Boom. Yes, so does yes. this mean does this mean it's not a it's not a sin to go over the speed limit? When you're in the north, I would say no because it's pretty safe to go over the speed limit. Yes, Wait, but that's where the ice is, Father. Yeah, Father, not not in the summer, is. not in the summer. I oh. in my head, it's all. Do they have summer? <laughs> yes. Oh no, seriously. So Dawson City, um, the end of May sets. Sorry, what? The sun never sets. The sun never sets on dust. Is that why the creek is the from there? Because there's no chance for there to be ice. Uh, no, there's ice in the winter, but I mean, like, uh, oh. there's ice in the winter, but I mean, like, in the summer, the the sun stays out so late that you have to. Have... So you can actually oh. sleep. The sun wow. never yeah. sets on the Dawson's <laughs> Creek Empire. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> is this uh, the, is is wait. So it's sleepless in Seattle and Dawson's Creek. Is this like the the source? Is this like the heart of your uh, your your communications? This is a Jesus. Gen X podcast. You keep, Father, this you keep on really bringing it up. This is a Gen it's X. Just, sorry, just, when yes, you say I'm, Dawson City, like the only thing I've never watched Dawson's Creek. I don't know what Dawson's Creek is about. I, think I just know that it's a show that exists. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it has characters in it. Yes, I'm pretty, I never watched it myself, and I'm of that generation. But my hope is, my deep desire is, is that one person listening to this thinks that those Dawson Creek bits are hilarious. Just, just I'm so just, funny. Just loving it. 
Mom, yes, if you're listening, I know maybe you might have watched Dawson Creek. I love you. <laughs> mom, this goes out to you, Mom. Mom, this one goes out to all the moms out there. Shout out hey. Della. Shout out Denise. Uh, Father, what's your mom's name? Estelle. Estelle. Shout out Estelle. All the Dawson's go. Creek ladies uh, <laughs> repping, repping proud. Loud and proud. All right. Woo. Missionary discipleship. Let's go. Let's go into I'm missionary ready. discipleship. I've been waiting all week to talk about this, and we've been goofing on dumb stuff for like We are 20 minutes, minutes into the podcast, and we have talked about zero missionary nothing. disciples. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Nothing. Creeks. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like when I, when we do, generically speaking, oh, that's we, true. We, we talk for like half an hour before we actually get to our topic. Oh, yeah. Patrick and I do the same thing just off air. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. But I, I mean, this, this is fine. I'm not complaining. Also, clerically, clerically speaking, mm-hmm. love that podcast. Love that. So Thank good. You. Yeah, We're having a lot you guys, of fun. If you guys out there don't know about clerically speaking, it's a podcast with Father Harrison and Father Anthony Shrapa. Shrapa. Uh, they're two two young priests who met on Twitter and love each other, and they and they do a podcast together. And it's young and relatable, and it's not Catholic stuff you should know, and it's, it's <laughs> which means it's good. I'm super Whoa, happy, I'm super happy that the whole two boys that met on Twitter is being is being brought in, but now they're priests because otherwise Ethan and yeah. I probably would have had to become priests, and I was not. That's true. Yeah, I'm not prepared yeah. for that level yeah, of yeah. commitment. It's okay. I'm good, Ethan. <laughs> I'm going to meme you into priesthood one day. Don't worry. Okay. Me into the I, I, this. I'm gonna meme you into it. I still got. But yeah, no, it, we have fun with it, you know. Uh, yeah, we, you, we actually, we only, we finally met in real life a few weeks ago in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I heard about that. That, that was, was fun. The, the podcast with you guys and Father Dan and yeah, uh, Nick, who Father and Nick, Father, Nick, Nick and yeah. Father Alec and Father Michael. Yeah. It was when, that was amazing. I when, loved it. When Father Anthony refers to you guys by your first names, it just blows my freaking mind. I'm yeah, like, when priests do that to each other, yeah. and they're like, "Oh yeah, Harrison." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who? Who's what? Harrison? Yeah, you exactly. not have respect for the priesthood, Father? Exactly. <laughs> yes, for those who don't know, priests actually often refer to themselves just by their first name. That's crazy. Without the title. Makes it's more like sense. two doctors talking to each other. It's like you're not going to say, hey, Dr. Smith. You're going to say, hey, Charles, right? Yeah, it makes what sense. If he's a, what if he's a better doctor than you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will say this. There are priests I know. Who like my mentor, for example, in my diocese, who I have great respect for, who brought me into the church and everything. Uh, I still call him Father John, even yeah. though I could call right. him John. I just I still call him Father John because I it's it's, a, it's for me it's a sign of respect to him. Right. The the my my um, director for my master's thesis, I still call him Father Don because he's. I just have such respect for him that I yeah. calling him in a familiar way just. To call you by your familiar name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm with it. That's why I don't call Patrick Patrick. I call him <laughs> the bearded one. Sir the Patrick be- of Nevy. Sir Patrick of Nevy. Uh, Ethan, have you ever I thought call- about growing a beard? I listen, <laughs> so it's it's uh it's no shave November. And I I was four days in and I just looked awful i looked the ugliest i've so, ever looked in my life so you're prideful and you care about your looks i i i am and i <laughs> okay so let me back up we, there was this there was this nice sunday brunch that they were having at the newman center alumni were coming in there was champagne 
And then, like, I, was supposed to, I was supposed to dress up, but I, I was like conflicted because like, do I want to be a good focus missionary and like be nice and clean? Or am I dedicated to no shave November? <laughs> I had to let's make just be honest. Let's just be honest. There. Say again. You, you knew there were going to be girls there. Let's no. just be honest. Okay. All right. Father. Oh, wait. Dating fast. I forgot the dating fast. The dating fast. The dating fast. That. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not wrong. Two thirds of this I, podcast. But I, can't, <laughs> but I can't confirm that, you know. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. No, it's, I'm, uh, I'm a solid, what month is it? November? Yeah. The 11th month. I'm, Just I'm six months in. Wow. I'm halfway, Ooh. baby. Man. Noise. Noise. Haven't dated anybody. I got, did you know that I got nominated or elected or voted when I graduated from K State? All of the people at the the student center there at St. Isidore's, all of the underclassmen voted on my senior award, and it was most likely to break the dating fast. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You know what? My senior. I'm really glad glad that that's the impression that I left after years of investing into that community. The only thing that they could think to to award me with is, "We don't think you're good enough to fast for a year." Like, cool, thanks. You know what? You know what? You know what? I got once. I told you about this. I got I got an award in my household. One of the new intent did like a joke award show for his little like uh, initiation thing. And uh, he gave a bunch of people awards based on their personality. You know what? I, you know what award I got most likely to have a podcast. Have a pod- that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm making fun oh, of him. Yeah. I know he doesn't listen, but come on. Uh, that's that's not. No, I'm not. I'm not the most likely. So I just funny. have but one. you have a podcast. That's, that's not a character trait either. <laughs> <laughs> oh man most likely to be wearing a shirt at the time of receiving this award (laughs) jokes on you i'm not wearing a shirt right now actually jokes on everyone uh good thing the camera all right everybody welcome to the crunch it is your boy ethan aka (laughs) we starting there nope we're not starting over because patrick wants to go to sleep eventually (laughs) it's it's like midnight there bud (laughs) it's so late why do we record with people from the west coast yeah i don't know it's it's we could have recorded friday afternoon but we all elected (laughs) wednesday night you guys guys are fine with it yeah i'm fine you guys are young i got a young body how often you you must do all-nighters for papers i've never done an all-nighter for a homework in my life i did an all-nighter once my junior year to finish a radio that i was building my one week i did a few i did a few all-nighters in seminary i did a lot in undergrad and then um but i still remember the one week of because what it, it was the semester unfortunately my, my grandpa passed away that mm. got backed up because of it and they said oh you can wait till the new year if you want i said no if i do then they'll just never get done so i had a week to write 90 pages <gasps> in a week and i did it wow. oh my gosh yeah were they yeah. good pages i oh, killed it all yeah well there you go yeah there needs to be some I'm kind of proportion good. for like like uh, uh, what grade you got, and then you get like extra bragging rights based on the all nighters pulled. Like the 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 right. rush of the work based on yeah. what you got as a grade. Right. I don't know how much I'm allowed to brag if I like studied for an hour before the test and got like a B versus studying for two hours before the test and got an A. You know. Right. 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 These yeah, are the questions just, that just, we're here to answer on the crunch. I just don't brag. You know, that's a, oh, that's a good. Oh no, yeah, you can do that, I guess. But yeah, I mean, you know, I you know, I I got virtue like me, then you can. I thrive. You too <laughs> not brag. I thrive. I thrive I'll on brag. affirmation. 
Um, I'll brag. Someone, that week, uh, that week, I got straight A's on the. Are you serious? Yeah, I got I got That's perfect. I, I perfected all. I got perfect four that semester. Ooh. That's all grace, nice. man. There you go. Nailed it. Yeah, you know, Ethan, you know when you know when we ask people for feedback or or uh, or for comments in the podcast, you know how we do that. Yeah, sometimes? yeah, yeah, yeah. We got one. Yeah. We got one the other day. I don't know if you saw it. it um, oh, I want to answer this. I want to answer this critique in law because we we misspoke last week and we said that we? I I misspoke last week and I said that you lose Good. your evangelistic edge if you're not steeped in ministry. And I made it sound like if you're not doing full-time ministry, oh, you can't evangelize, oh, which is oh, obviously not true. And I, I tried to backpedal. I tried to backpedal. And the guy at the end of it was, I, the guy at the end of it was like, you asked for a comment. So here it is. And I was like, listen, when I said I wanted comments, I meant I wanted you to tell me how good my podcast is. Not this. I never asked. Hey, he for said this. good stuff about me. So yeah, he did. He did say good stuff about you. Thanks, yeah. Andrew. Then he said, take that college. No, not Andrew. Not Andrew. It wasn't Andrew. Oh, not Andrew? Different no, person. His name was, and his name was Ethan. <laughs> it was someone, it was someone on the, on the Twitter, he, on the Twitters. He DM'd us. And at the uh, end, he was like, take that college freshman. And I was like, ah, I'm what? not a college freshman. I'm not even in college. <laughs> like, what? I got like, I I got like four weeks left and I'm outie. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Anyway. So, yeah. Okay, fine. We, we've done it three times. Let's, let's do it missionary discipleship all right okay what's up? let me so let, here we go so we set the stage right the yes. thread it oh, happened thread. we <laughs> talked about it and then you went on catching foxes i've yep. listened to that episode probably three times <laughs> i'm not joking um i am so into everything that happened because it's uh, literally what i do on an everyday basis and it is so wrapped up in what i'm trying to do here at tulsa mm -hmm. and what um a lot of missionaries are trying to do all around the country right right and so some of the the points that i thought were really really good is when you guys were talking about the four spiritual laws and yeah. um like the five points gospel presentation basically yeah. of um we were made for relationship the relationship was broken jesus came to restore that relationship we respond to it by living a life in the church essentially and mm -hmm. and that's that's the, literally word for word like the gospel presentation that we're given as missionaries and we're taught to give to people right yeah um and so the kind of the the questions that were brought up is you know is this way of presenting the gospel is this way of proclaiming the kerygma is it too protestant mm -hmm. how do we bring in uh, an element of sacramentality how do we make it more catholic and so then my question for you father is is if that way of presenting the gospel to someone in that one-on-one -on -one setting mm -hmm. you know saying do you want to live by this yes or no mm -hmm. if that's insufficient practically how do we right. share the good news of the gospel in a way that is clear and convicting without right. compromising any of the elements of our faith okay you're asking a question that I'm still, I, I'm honestly, I'm still wrestling with this myself. Dang I, it. I was hoping you'd have an answer. <laughs> I know. I, well, I'm like in the sense of like, I'm still working this out. So uh, but yeah, I'll give yeah. you like a little context. I, we had, sure. um, we just actually had our pre-study days and uh, the guy who runs it, he runs CCO. It's a lot different, um, but it's kind of the same idea of doing ministry, missionary ministry on the university campuses. And him and I, we really had a great discussion about this. And I said, this is the sacramental vision of Christianity. And if we, if, if we present undermining at times the 
the whole sacramental vision that like, for example, Paul presents in, in his writings and stuff like that. So we were working through this because so with CCO, when they're presenting the choice, they do it in this way. Usually the left hand, there's a person with a circle around it and like a cross outside the circle, which is a sign that God's not a part of their life. Then there's a second box where there's a person in it. And then within the box, within this, within the box, there's like a bunch of different things, including a cross as a sign that God's just one thing amongst many. Third cross at the center of it with you kind of near it. And then everything else around it with the idea that Christ is at the center of your life. And I said to him, um, you know, in charitable kind of correction, I just said, listen, like, I, I, I see what you're trying to do here. And I don't, I think it's a good thing to try to provoke. Apostles tried to do that when they were preaching, but um, the way it's presented, the way it's presented, it's, I said, frankly, it's too forensic in um, mm-hmm. as like a, a way of salvation is presented, but I, uh, as like, you may not be saying a lot of people mean individual, for example. Right. And I said that you only, you, you only encounter Christ uh, through his church, mm-hmm. right? You you can only so it's it's not just me to Jesus, but it's me to Jesus through the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he says, like, well, what if I have like like Mary at the cross? And I said, yes, that's a good start. And I said, and also like put the individual like you're almost like in the cross because this is mm-hmm. Paul's favorite phrase: you are in Christ, right? Like you're in him, like not not in a poetic sense. Like we are literally. Like, and C.S. Lewis loves to say that if we only understood what Paul meant by the words in Christ, we would die of ecstasy mm. mm-hmm. because that's the truth. We're like, this is Paul's whole thing within all of his epistles. This is the mystery that you're living in. So how we're going to, like, I'm still trying to work this out on a simple level. I, I think I, I'm working this out more on the theological level. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that when you're trying to talk to someone who doesn't know anything about theology or anything like that, higher level um Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of why i'm I'm still yeah go ahead i mean that's that's true but like it it almost makes it more important that you choose your words carefully because if you're trying to simplify the gospel and you for instance say like um like that what's that song in christ alone where like they say like the wrath of god is satisfied right it's like okay cool so putting that phrase the wrath of god is satisfied that actually is a Lutheran heresy that implies right. that like Jesus took all of God's anger at sin on him as opposed right. to the reality of like the love of God was satisfied. So, so choosing your words carefully is very important, especially when you're boiling scripture down. And I mean, the, the whole, that's, that's where, that's where uh, the whole concept of predestination mm-hmm. comes in with Protestants. That's where, that's where a lot of Protestants get off on a tangent when it comes mm-hmm. to predestination, because if if salvation is on the individual, then predestination means that you and I, because we're going to heaven, God willing, right. have been right. saved forever, and those who go to hell were never saved or never have the right. chance. But like we're mm-hmm. we're predestined in the church, which makes a lot more sense. Like the church is always the church mm-hmm. is going to be saved, if, whether you're mm-hmm. in or out of the church is up to you, which makes more right. sense. Right. Um, yeah, and so you're right. You're right. It is it is hard to. Like we were talking about earlier, it's impossible to preach. It's impossible to preach the church without Christ. 
But yeah. the way Christ has organized his salvation of the world, it's impossible to preach Christ without the church. Okay. And so here's – oh, sorry. You want to say something? No, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say that's where the the element of community and culture plays such a big role because if we are trying to preach uh, Christ without the church, then it will wind up in being just um, – th- there's no – extrinsic motivation for anybody yeah. to do anything whatsoever right, right? even i, I understand exactly. that all people are different and not everybody works the same way as me um right. but for the most part pretty much everybody if they're surrounded by a group of people and they're all growing and praying and going to church uh or going to mass and receiving the sacraments and uh talking about good things and not doing things that are bad for them and uh, trying to grow in holiness and all of those things it's like even if you are not somebody who needs that in order to grow mm-hmm. that will change you it will affect you because we become the people mm-hmm. that we spend the most time with and that's right. pretty and much so, a universal thing it is okay good so it's like this element of jesus giving us the church and then we kind of say we're tempted to say, oh, here's the gospel for you. Um, come and hang out with the community if you want. But right. as far as like my efforts to give you any sort of church, like practical, realistic, right. like living church, like in right. the same sense as when Paul thinks about when he is fi- founding a church in Ephesus, like that sort of idea, mm-hmm. like that's that's how what we should be giving to people is this idea of 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 church right. not mm-hmm. here's a here's a building with a center that does activities right um or here's a parish with a catechist who does class right you know like here is a a group of people striving to be in christ and that's where i think the at least for me personally and um kind of what i've seen with with other missionaries like that's where our yeah. frustration lies is because right. we 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 get stuck there and like there's not enough um time spent on building that and creating that right interesting so okay uh and two things lots of lots to unpack there father sorry about that. yeah no no no, it's all good so um i was actually on what i was look they were having a conference this week at notre dame about um about uh the 50th anniversary of intro to christianity by ratzinger and john cavadini there he he actually goes after uh lewis's idea of mere christianity and he says for ratzinger's project you cannot preach Christ without the church. Uh, for for Ratzinger, while they are not um, they're not the exact same thing. Obviously, there's a distinction to be made. But Christ is his body is in his body, the church. And so, to know Christ, you need to know the church. And so, when we're mm-hmm. preaching this idea of choosing Jesus, and like, so here's my thing: like a lot of a lot of these groups, they will they will talk about uh, after making the choice for Jesus, they'll talk about this idea of okay, now you go to go to confession, you go to mass, like you do the the sacramental thing, which is fine. But the thing is, the form of the presentation presents a kind of Protestant worldview that's antithetical to that sacramental reality. And so what happens is sacraments seem tacked on mm-hmm. rather than organically growing out of the choice for Christ. I can see that. Cause it's, it's like, well, where, where's the, there's a gap, right? It's like, yeah, exactly. Hey, look, Jesus did this. All right, cool. Now yeah. you got to go to confession. It's like, all right, yeah, it's, what's the alternative? Like what's the, yeah, exactly. what's the other option then? It's right. like, if, cause so if we, we don't want to like, let's say I go to a guy, he's Protestant, yeah. maybe knows about the faith. Maybe he's been going to his Baptist church for a while, like whatever. And I, I present the gospel to him and then 
a kind of also through Bible study, we've been learning about the Eucharist, right? And and mm-hmm. how it's the the fulfillment of all of the Old Testament covenants and how God wants us to live out of that covenant mm-hmm. in the same way that he wanted Adam or Noah or Moses to live out of the covenants he made with them, right? Right. And and I and there's there, there, I'm building all of this up and then and I present it to him, but then it, exactly that happens, right? It's like the it seems tacked on. So how exactly. do we how do we avoid that with people who okay. maybe aren't in the church, have no interest in the church, right. like up until that point? Because it's like okay. we we, we want to come to it with some sort of pre knowledge or pre understanding of right. the sacraments and the sacramental life, right? Um, so but that's not always the case, right? So so. Um, uh, a few things with this uh, stuff we said on uh, we talked about on catching foxes mm. around um we talked about like the modern subjective turn right where uh, Descartes' idea of um the body as extension is really important here but where where what happens with all of this is uh, it creates some okay now modernism is not just everything that's new and everything like that it's <laughs> it's a particular theologic like like Pope Pius X and stuff like that they're using it on a, in a particular way to talk about this yeah and it's, it's actually kind of done too that's the other thing is like modernism is kind of like it's kind of coming to an end yeah it's like set in where it is and postmodernism yeah. is kind of going like hey what's up hey, hey yeah, exactly. how you doing hey girl I almost hey. I almost tweeted the other day like uh, voting nowadays is try, like, trying to choose between modernism and postmodernism <laughs> which is like trying to choose between uh, getting eaten by a self-centered line or a stupid line. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, tell them, Patrick. So, Light them up. So you didn't tweet it, but you put it on the podcast. So yeah. there you go. Uh, yeah. So here's the thing. This is what modernism is. And this is the weather. Now, where this is going to play out in, in post-modernity, I'm still not quite sure. I'm still trying to learn about post-modernity myself. Because it's in my thesis. These are important. Because these, well, these are important things to know, right? Because um, you need to know how to speak to the culture. You know where it's mm-hmm. coming from. Uh, so you can address the faith in a way that they can understand. But this is what modernism is. It's a denial of mediation. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the idea that God cannot act in this world. So look, for example, at um, 8th century um, biblical scholarship. They're trying to find the Jesus of history and not find the Jesus of faith. They're trying to yeah. put aside the Jesus of faith that's the Jesus of myth ideas of miracles are myth. That's what mediation is, right? That that's, that that's the miracles are being in the world. And they're saying, no, that can't happen. And this is what we act out of as, as modern or even postmodern people is the idea yeah. that um, nothing mediate there's, there is no mediation and not just in, uh, in the supernatural level, but even on the human level. The problem with that is of course, is that actually, if you start to think about it, mediation happens all the time. Uh, we like I'm speaking words right now, and you yeah. guys are hearing them. Well, mm-hmm. words are, are, are in a sense, right? They're that hit your ears, which then hit your 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 brain, so that your mind can comprehend a concept. And it's because you can't read my mind directly because you can't intuit it. I'm mediating what I want to know, what I want you to know through words. Mm-hmm. Like this is how we function as human beings. This. Modernism actually comes out of that Protestant turn, too. Like Protestantism and modernism have kind of the same spirit at play. Well, yeah, the this beginning of modernism for, was the Reformation. Exactly, exactly. So, and again, I'm not trying to be. I'm not. Uh, I always like to throw out the caveat. 
saying uh, with like Pope Benedict. There Wait, is sorry, what critique. was the caveat you cut out a little bit? Oh, this, that, um, or not, I'm not bashing on Protestants. I'm just saying rather there are, there are fundamental concepts at the heart of their identity that are antithetical to with that is that because nothing can be mediated um then how we appropriate christ's sacrifice is no longer in mystery by immersing myself into his body the church through baptism by which i have access to the mystery of god and it becomes forensic right it becomes this Mm -hmm. idea of of well jesus okay i'm a sinner and I can't be transformed. I'm always going to be a sinner. But essentially, when I go to heaven, Jesus is going to stand in front of me, and God's going to see Jesus, and I'm going to sneak into heaven. <laughs> That's right. That's what. Well, not, they're not sneaking, right? But essentially, to say that it, it is these are visions, and I've seen this before many times, right? This comes out of that Lutheran view of like he mm-hmm. talks about the dung heap, right? Yeah, and that yeah. Jesus yeah, is yeah, the yeah. snow that covers the dung heap. There's no mm-hmm. transformation. There's no change. Mm-hmm. Which is just which is just not biblical. And, Exactly. Right. And that's that's something that I've seen here. It's like the root, I mean, one of the roots of all of this is a lack of belief in uh baptism being salvific. Right. Like mm-hmm. the, if we if we don't believe what Jesus says when he says, um unless you are baptized, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven or whatever the it's John three, five. I can't remember the exact quote. Still, but, you're so Catholic. Thank you. Um but he's, he literally says multiple and in Mark sixteen sixteen and like all Dang all over the place. And then what are the yeah. what are the first things that they do in Acts is they, you know, repent and be baptized. Yes. Like th- this is all this is all for a reason, right? And so when we're trying to talk about this idea of even even just the idea of sonship and like uh being adopted as children mm-hmm. through baptism and then being infused with the gifts or, or with, with the Holy Spirit. Um, through baptism, like these are things that are so foreign, exactly to all, to all of these people, right. because they they've they've taken their theology and they've taken their tradition and they've read that into the scripture, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't they they don't actually like look at it or understand it, right? And so trying to bring all these concepts of this the sacramentality and the mystical body of Christ and and through the church and all these things, it's like that the 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 tradition is so deeply set in them by all yeah. these things that you're talking about yeah. Yeah. that it's next to impossible to even broach this subject and say like, Hey, the mass like is different than your church, right? It's not, it is not the same thing. Yeah. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. And what the, the sacraments the, are? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, sorry, I'm, I'm I would have gone on forever okay. if you didn't. <laughs> and what the sacraments are is, uh, or sorry, what what this does is it changes um, how we perceive the sacraments from an instrumental cause to a moral mm. cause. So, uh, yeah. just to kind of 
talk about what that is. This is all like sacramentology. Please tell me what that is. <laughs> so, I'm not a theology student. An instrumental cause <laughs> is like playing an instrument. All right. So like I yeah. move the viola, which I played in high school, and it... <laughs> I don't have the agency to make the music that the viola does, but the viola doesn't have the agency to play itself. So we together, I work through the viola to produce the music, right? Okay. So a moral cause is I say to Ethan, hey, Ethan, will you please give Father Harrison $20? And then you either do or do not based on the fervency of my plea, how much you love me or whatever, you know, the sort of that stuff. So a moral cause is you appeal to a higher authority to cause the effect, right? As opposed to the instrumental cause where you are the first cause, then you have the secondary, and then you have the effect. All right. Right. Sacraments work as an instrumental cause. The priest says, I baptize you. Boom. The effect happens through Mm -hmm. the instrumental cause of the sacraments. Now, Protestantism and in in a Protestant evangelization, the baptism works as a moral cause. You are baptized, and then based on that baptism's appeal to God, then it has some kind of effect. But that's not how God works, and we know that's not how God works because that's not how the incarnation worked. That's not how Christ's miracles worked. Christ himself is a sacrament. His body is a sacrament of his own divinity. The divinity works through the instrumentality of his body to Mm -hmm. affect um, miracles. And then like, then similarly, when we evangelize, we don't, we don't act as a moral agent appealing to God to convert someone. God works through us as instruments to convert. So this is why, this is why a sacramentality has ramifications for our evangelization. I never thought of it in those two causal terms. That's actually really, really good. You do. You learn well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. like, oh, that's a really good point. I never even thought of that. That's but that, that's exactly welcome it. to the crunch, exactly, bro. Yeah, but that's exactly it. That's hey, priests learn too, you know. Um, yeah. So, Patrick, uh, I have a question. Sure. Just on this, so it's like the so when Jesus told the apostles, like, "Whose sins you forgive are forgiven," forgiven them. Like that's him basically giving this like instrumental. Um, causality like to them yes that's him giving right so the power he he didn't say whose sins you forgive god forgives them on your behalf because you appeal to his higher moral authority are forgiven them Mm -hmm. like that because that would be far too many words and okay so that's that's kind of the concept is like through kind of that transfer of authority um he gives and then that's like the priesthood okay so here's the thing so here's the thing with that so we'll we'll come the pro modernity itself functions in the form of of moral causation rather than causation, mm-hmm. right? So what happens, and and I, I get why we we speak it this way, even when we're trying to kind of preach the curriculum or whatever. We're thinking, well, we're speaking. The problem is we realize that the form of that proclamation actually undermines the whole way of life that it means to be Catholic and and to be Christian in general, to enter into the mystery. So um, it, it's a it's a problem of of form and method in, in a way that that is very difficult to overcome. Like, how do you how do you talk to people who to live again to use this continue that line of thought? How do we talk to people who live in a moral causation framework rather than in, when we work out of like what's the common term? And in a way, there isn't one. Oh, good. <laughs> which is One, wonderful news, everybody. So there's there's a few things with this. I think I think this is why, and, and I, it's something I've been pondering the last week, especially is the realization we need more kind of fundamental theology about how to 
which is the discipline of understanding like just the basics about God and the world and how to communicate things with the world. Right. So that it becomes like another, it becomes a a more rigorous form of apologetics. Here's the worldview you hold. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is why it's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's very, it's quite Thomistic. Very Thomistic. Yes. (laughs) But but here, okay. So I've I've been pondering your, your first question, Ethan, about, uh, how, how do we contemplate this? And then I, yeah. I process by talking. So this has been helpful for me. That's good. I've, good, been, good. I've been coming. So what I want to proclaim to people is to say, well, Christ died for you. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you help them. You can help them come to see that you're a sinner. That's fine. And you can even help them to come to, but to draw them even into the story of all of humanity, like all of human, not just you, but all mm-hmm. of humanity is fallen. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the story we're trying to draw them into. And we're preaching the, the, the bad news. Not you are not just fallen. Everyone is fallen. Yeah. We have all fallen. It's Paul's phrase. You've all fallen short of God's glory. Okay, great. What the cross means, what it does. Okay, great. How do I appropriate the cross in my life? Through baptism, which gives you faith, mm-hmm. which allows you to enter into the mystery of being in Christ's body, which gives you access to the life of the church, which gives you through the the so we come to these things. Well, that's weird. That's not how I work day to day. Okay, great. That's where you start with then the fundamental, the fundamental theology of, well, what's a sacrament? What, what, well, how did like you use the analogy of words and stuff like that? This is how we function as human beings. And if God is God and we are human and God wants to talk to us, he's hand what he has to say. So isn't he going to speak to us in a way that he can, that we can understand and it can communicate well with us. And we'll say, well, yeah, of course, if God's reasonable, then that makes sense. Okay, great. Well, then this is why God does this because we're actually not, we, we don't work. We don't work. We actually fundamentally as human beings, we don't work from a posture of moral causation. We actually, Instrumental causation is what it means to be human, and Absolutely. if that's the, and if that's the case, then the Christian faith is actually drawing us into that. Wait, being in Christ makes a lot more sense, and then mm-hmm. seeing Him work through these things—it's not magical powers; it's actually Christ communicating to us in a way we can do it. That's just like a a sketch, but it's a start. Yeah, start to think about okay, let's how do like um the guy who. He actually changed his language today. He goes, we're not just living for Jesus. We're living in Jesus. And I was like, yes, yes, mm-hmm. that's exactly it. We participate mm-hmm. in Christ. This mm-hmm. is Pope Benedict. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to ramble for a second here, but that's a- this, is, this is Pope Benedict's big thing. He says that in Christ, we, we not just as a teacher who has some good things to teach us about what it means to be a good person or a good Christian, but we actually allow him to live his death and resurrection in us. Yeah. Mm. Right. That, and that there's an intimacy there and it's not a poetic sense, like a, like, a, uh, uh, like a, not an imitative sense. So, oh, well this happened to Jesus, like Jesus suffered. Well, I'm suffering right now. Therefore this is my cross, but it's actually something more intimate than that. Jesus's cross is actually living itself out of you because of baptism. Cause that's what, baptism does you're literally following jesus on the way and when you start to see things in this light then you start to see wait christ is really working through all things in his church and i can access him through all these things and he's really present to me and it's something that 
to do and it starts to change every, the way we see everything. And so if we can preach the charisma that can organically grow towards that, you're going to see people take the sacraments much more seriously. You're going to see them take their suffering a lot more seriously, and you're going to see them take prayer and their overcoming of their sin a lot more seriously. Because we find, we find that that detaches us from the scripture itself, right? The moral causation right. detaches us. I mean, the other day I was in Barnes and Noble and I was playing this game. You might have played Same. this game when you were in seminary. It's when you go to the Christian theology section, you, whoever finds the heresy, the fastest wins. Yeah. I've never played that game. That sounds like fun. It's fun. So naturally it's I picked cool. up the nearest Joel Osteen book and started flipping. And so, jump from me. <laughs> Sorry. You just, left, you just left the station. I'm waving from the platform saying, <laughs> wait, I want to make a Joel Osteen joke. And you just did but it. I, I did it in you real didn't life. Stop the like train, it happened Patrick. to me. <laughs> I, but I am part of this podcast too. <laughs> I want to make jokes. <laughs> so I picked up the book and I started flipping and he starts talking about the Israelites entering the promised land. He's right. He's like, yeah, you know, the Israelites, they, they had to wait. <laughs> they had to wait 40 years to get into the promised land. Why? And, and why? 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 <laughs> and you too have to wait to get into the promised land. But the Lord yes. is preparing a place for you. He's preparing you to get that promotion. He, and I was like, oh, no, no. Oh, no, it cheapens scripture. But it, the reason why it cheapens scripture is it because it's because it makes it makes the events of salvation history into just analogies for tough things. The death yes. and resurrection of Jesus Christ oh. is not just a story about someone Preach who had a it. tough day at work and then ended up standing up to their boss and getting the promotion anyway. That's not what the gospel is about. It's like, yeah, sure, a tough day at work is is about is like is suffering with Jesus. But like you said, it's the it's it's the instrumental cause from the cross. The cross yeah. is the primary cause. Your mm -hmm. suffering exactly. is a secondary cause, and right. it's causing the effect of grace in the world through you. Exactly. So, yeah. Oh, man. You're – yes, yes, yes. You're just hitting so many <laughs> notes there, and that's awesome because here's the thing. Like two quick things. So first, how do I appropriate Christ's death for me? I literally need to be in his body so that what is my sin is now in him so that it can be removed by his death. And I'm saved by his resurrection, which happens through baptism, right? Mm -hmm. This is how it works. This is what Paul, like read Paul's epistles. If they were before the gospels, they tell us how Paul preached. And, and we also know the failure of when we try to take on too much, the forms of the world, like he did in, in, in uh, Athens, it doesn't work. You have a few people say, that's an interesting idea. Come back to me, right? Yeah. Mm. But that's it. No, you, I you need to a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so, but this gets on, oh, crud, it just, it not just left me. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. So this is the other thing, because you were just hitting it on the head. This is something I think I talked about on, on yeah, I talked about it on Catching Fox. That's okay. We're better than yeah, that. Yeah, you are. Nobody here sure. listens to them anyway. It's fine. Nobody here listens to them. No, exactly. Just, it's literally just it, me. <laughs> so... I talked about what you're talking about, like that analogy of ah, just as the uh, Israelites are waiting 40 years. So you have to wait. The Lord's preparing you for that promotion. I hate that because you're right. It cheapens scripture. And it's the same thing. Like I, the analogy I used was from a couple of weeks ago was about homilies. I often hear about that. It's like, well, just as Bartimaeus threw off the cloak to go run to Jesus. What's the cloak in your life that's holding you back from Jesus? You <laughs> hear it all the time, and that is not how you preach. I think I've said Taking that before. This, yeah, because wait, but what's happening is then the Gospels are just becoming historical scenes that happened in the past that we're not participating in. But rather, 
the way I preached it that Sunday was, no, we are in Bartimaeus. We are the man blind and begging. We are poor. We are fallen with original sin. And just as Bartimaeus throws up, and, and we with Bartimaeus, are, we, we, we are participating in that throwing off of the cloak because we encounter the new man, Adam, who frees us from isolation and death. And we see the, the, new, the new way forward. And, just as, and then Jesus says, you know, go your way. He, he said at the end, followed him along the way. That is the way is a is the way towards Jerusalem. It is the way to the cross, which mm. Christ lives out in us each and every day. This is what Bartimaeus kind of perceives, and we too. Part, so it's not a. So the way I was preaching, it was not this like analogy, in an analog. Ah, I can't speak right now. Analog. Analogical way, but rather in a sacramental and symbolic way. And that's that a legitimate actually, sense of scripture. Like the moral sense yeah. of scripture is like the what is yeah. that thing that you're throwing up? But it, but the way you're preaching it is it's like the threefold sense of scripture, the way it relates to Christ, the way it relates to our final destiny in heaven, and the way it relates to us. These three spiritual senses of scripture interpenetrate each other. You're totally right. Exactly. It's like, so it, it, yeah, yeah, moral participation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's the other thing. When you're doing the that analogy way, you're actually you're actually saying the literal sense doesn't matter. Interesting. You're saying, yeah. because that's what you're saying, because it doesn't, because in the end, it's about objective, about me reading myself into the text instead of the text reading me into the story. Mm. It just turns, it just turns scripture into animal farm and we're all just trying to figure out which <laughs> exactly. one Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sucks. Like that's boring. <laughs> exactly. I don't, don't want to be a freshman in English class for the yeah. rest of my life when I read scripture, you know? Right. And so. Yeah, but nobody, but nobody, but nobody knows that because the all right. the only thing that we've heard from homilies, uh, giving us crappy exegesis for the past twenty two years of our lives has been exactly that. Exactly. So uh, now we all of a sudden have to build this new framework. It's not new. We have to recover the proper yeah. framework um, to to talk about scripture with our friends and and yeah. and and like the people like for me, it's like the guys that I lead Bible study with. It's like the the studies that I am given sometimes like fall back on those tropes. Yeah. And so it's like the question of, am I willing to put in the work to um, overcome that and uh, talk about the scripture in a real and meaningful way? Or am I just going to say, Oh, I'm too busy. I'm just going to stick with this because it'll make a nice conversation about, um, you know, whether or not somebody drank too much that weekend. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. That's that sort of thing. Exactly. Which they probably so I did. Which they probably did, but that's neither here nor there. Right. And, the, and so it becomes a moralization again of the gospel, which it's not mm -hmm. about, right? It's about we participate in Christ's mystery. This is like, read it. My challenge to everyone, read Ephesians this week. And you're going to pay attention to how often Paul uses the word like mystery or in Christ or participation. Mm -hmm. There's a lot because this is, this is the, this is the reality. We're not, we're not. You see, the, the way we often present like the four spiritual laws, it's like, a, again, this is a, a fruit of modernism, is that the human person is atomized and not seen as a collective whole. We're all the being atomized. Body. Exactly. We should be <laughs> hey -oh. Yep, nice, nice. Thanks. Exactly. You should become Christized, right? Exactly. No, totally. It's, when it's seen this way, we're approaching it in an individualistic sense. And it's about just what I say to Jesus, but rather it's, I say to Jesus through his church. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like one of the ways I keep on thinking, I've been thinking about, okay, well, how do I make that commitment movement here in Canada, like CCO, which they've been starting to do more and more is they've been doing it through adoration, which I think is great mm-hmm. because it's a sense of they're trying to build that connection more. I think another way, especially if it's been a while, I say, go to confession. Oh yeah. Right. You repent, you receive forgiveness, say a new person, oh. given a new direction. What a great way to, to, to take advantage, advantage of that. So um, it's, I think we, I mean, we, we are not the, we are not the early church, so we can't be exactly like them, Mm. but I think the way they preached, I think the way they taught, there's a lot today, but about, we also, I think need to tap on, tap into that about that fundamental theology about how to convince people to see that actually the way you function day to day is not fundamentally human. It's, it's anti-human. It's mm-hmm. destroying you. Mm. It actually allows you to become more human again, because this is the way God created us. God did create us more than human, actually. Well, yes, we're yeah. to be divinized. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, like from the beginning created us with gifts right. that weren't natural to us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. So I, I, I think it's still going to take, figure out okay what is is there a simple way to proclaim this that that's gonna take some time still like i'm working it out i'm gonna i'm gonna do our discovery program here in january i still use their program a lot i love it but i I said to the founder i said listen i'm gonna i'm gonna take it i'm gonna make some tweaks in january and then i'll send them to you and he loves that right because i want to do that i think you know with thread for example what i was trying to say i wasn't trying to say like hey uh everything everything's wrong and bad (laughs) Sometimes I like to say that, but that's not quite what I was trying to say there. I was rather just trying to say, hey, I think throw into this that can help us to see how to better proclaim the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so that the God, so that the whole sacramental vision doesn't just become tacked on, but it's actually growing organically out of the charisma itself. Mm. Look at like look at look at Acts 2, right? Yeah. What is Peter saying? Peter oh, is at this point. I look at Acts 2 every day. Nice. For, and that, for my job. Oh, okay, nice. You guys have to read it every day? No, it's just a goof because Okay. It's like Oh, a, sorry. Sorry, it's one of those internal like if you're a focus missionary. That was an in joke. That was an in joke. joke. And like oh. I'm just I'm sorry. Like we a lot of everything that we talk about is are literally like the Bible study tracking website that we use is called acts 247 so it's just gotcha i'm always okay. i'm always talking about acts 2 anyway gotcha so with, with, with peter's when he's preaching there pre- preaching about the history this is what we were created for this is how israel fade failed and yet god promised us uh this person jesus who would come and save us from all this and this is how he fulfills the old testament bang and bang right and it says at the end of the Said, what do we need to do? He says, you must repent and be baptized. Um, every I, one of you, in the name one of Jesus you. Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and exactly. you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Um, and the Holy Spirit is the one Trinitarian. who us. Yeah. yeah. Ain't it, though? Yeet. Yeah. And well, so, I mean, what are the two requirements to be baptized? You have to believe in two things, right? Trinity. The, Trinity and the hypostatic Water. union. Oh. Yep. The divinity Sorry. and then, yeah. And the humanity of Christ. Believe, and what we've been walk. talking about here the whole time has been the humanity and divinity of Christ, the sacramentality right. of that. Exactly. The, 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 and, and called the church. 
the universal sacrament of salvation, right? It's the body of the church by which Christ's body is made present to the world. And so at the same time, it's also a challenge to us. We actually have to conform ourselves more and more to Jesus because we really actually in the world. The church is not this institution. It is literally every Christian who is baptized. No. Yeah. I mean, sorry, not no, I'm disagreeing with you, but like my, the idea that I have in my head of like the church, and this is something that you can slip into. Like when you get hyped about the Catholic faith and you're like, ah, yeah, the church, look at Cardinal Seurat in his, uh, in his robes. This is the (laughs) church. And it's like, can you just calm down Ethan from a year ago? Like, (laughs) (laughs) no, like what you're saying, like the institutional church, uh, as we've seen in in the past couple of months, not yep. not not the best, and well, so not the best. <laughs> can we can we get back to a real understanding of of what the church is like? That's and this is why this is why I think, yeah, and I think this is why someone like Pope Benedict really needs to be read a lot more because this mm-hmm. is his this is one of his big babies is what is the church and on his idea of who is Jesus. Um, they go together. Mm. I'm and, one of Pope Benedict's big babies. Nice. We're <laughs> uh, all his large adult son. Yes. Spiritual baby, intellectual baby. I don't know. Sorry, but, I've, just been, I've just been looking for a title for the episode this whole time, and I found it. So. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Pope Benedict's big baby boys. Baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I could go. I don't even know where to go from here in a sense because there's just so much to say. I know exactly really where to is. go. I have one more question for you, Val okay. Harrison. Yeah. Are you ready to get in the crunch bowl? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Patrick. That was, that was uh, perfect. That, that was perfect. slick. We just Patrick, right it's, really, it's really easy for Patrick to transition into the end of the episode because it's yeah. 1230 in the morning for him. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, you're still young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, are also young. Okay. I don't understand what this bit uh, is. Yeah. Father, how old are you? You're 30, what, five? Uh, 35. Wow. Yeah, you are, I think you're the oldest person we've ever had. <laughs> no, you guys said you had, you had, no, 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 you had, um, we know. What's his name? <laughs> we, it's, yeah. right, it's, we, yeah. had, we had Mark Hart, who's old. Yeah, Mark Hart, yeah, yeah. We, um, you're certainly the second most foreign person we've ever had on the podcast. Who's the first most? Um, uh, Emma Fred. Emma Fred. Oh, Emma Fred. Yeah, she's further away than you. Okay. She's further away and more accenty than you. The only thing you yeah, say is true. a boat. That's it. About about, yeah. So, uh, Father Harrison, okay. uh, the Crunchbowl. I yes. I need verbal confirmation that you are ready to get in the Crunchbowl. I am ready to get in the Crunchbowl. due to a lawsuit uh, last year. Um, are you serious? Pat, Pat <laughs> no. <laughs> we need we need this. Yes. Okay. Yes. You I'm can start, Ethan. You can go ahead and start. Uh, Father, what is your favorite cereal? My favorite cereal is probably Fruit Loops. All right. Oh, little okay. little blend, little Embassy Suites lobby breakfast, but that's oh, okay. Man. My uh, daily we'll breakfast. Roll. We'll roll with it. <laughs> all right, all right, Father, Father, um, are you yeah. a fan of the movie Canadian Bacon? <laughs> it's a pretty. It, I wouldn't call myself like a diehard fan, but it's a good film. Ah, good. Okay. Is that a question that we've been asking every single time we've had a guest, and I just would black out for that, or is that a yes. new question that you? <laughs> yes, just that's had? <laughs> a Canadian. Yes, you black out. Every- it's uh, too much, too much A and W root beer. That's the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling deep on my third can. I'm actually not. I only have one. <laughs> Temperance, maybe. Um, uh, are we in the Would You Rather's now? You can, you can do whatever you want. Oh, great! Because it's my podcast. Um, Father, 
Yes. Would you rather uh, sneeze out your nose or... F- oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather... <laughs> Dang it. Stupid, dumb Ethan doesn't know how to ask his own. <laughs> Would you rather fart out your nose or sneeze out your butt? Uh, sneeze out my butt. Really? Mm. Sneeze out the butt, yeah. Only That's, half of the foreigners have chosen to sneeze out the butt. up with that one. Yeah. Um, Father Harrison, would yes. you rather uh, change gender every time you sneeze or not be able to tell the difference between a muffin and a baby? <laughs> Remember, you have to perform uh, the sacrament of baptism. Exactly. I think I would prefer to. Well, I, I would honestly, I think I would prefer to not tell the difference because if I become oh. a woman and I change genders, then I can't be a priest. Yeah. Right. Would you lose the indelible mark on your soul? Well, no, because I'm. I am but ontologically a man, right? but you like can't being. lose the end. Oh man! Oh, geez. what if you yeah. sneeze during the epiclesis? <laughs> what happens? What happens? I, I I don't know. I've never had that happen. I would probably either listen, theology man. What happens then? <laughs> I would either stop sneeze and then continue with the words, or if I sneeze and I miss some of the words, I would start all over again. The epiclesis. <laughs> Fair enough. I would start over from the beginning of Mass. <laughs> yeah. It's all go. 20 minute would, homily again, folks. I would sneeze. I would run over to the Episcopalian church and then sneeze again and then come back. Because <laughs> the women uh, priest. Because the women priest. Um, Father, would you rather. Oh, this is, a, this is a good one. Would you rather have your, your, your butthole on your forehead or your ears on your butt cheeks? <laughs> <laughs> um. Probably the ears on the butt cheeks. Yeah, a little muffled down there, huh? <laughs> kind of hard to hear. What? Uh, a little bit. What? What'd you, what'd you say? Well, it's, it's easy to... Okay, no, I'm not, I'll tell the joke after the podcast. Okay, that's Ooh, fine. That's the fine. crunch after dark. Well, yes. I don't have anything else except I might want to ask what is the most... Uh, what 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 is the difference between the United States and Canada that not too many Americans know about? What is... Um, our prime minister actually has more constitutional power than the president effectively oh my gosh hmm. i knew it terrifying like in the sense of in the sense of like locally i mean right like not obviously in the states but yeah like the prime minister of canada actually has more executive power than um than the president would not for long red wave baby <laughs> well yeah yeah that, that's, that's totally joking true. that was a joke okay. <laughs> the president the well, president actually, canada, canada, like in canada conservatives are blue so it'd be a blue wave Wow, Ooh. that's uh, that's thing you don't know. really confusing. Actually, <laughs> I, have, I have another question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Father, this is uh, this is your chance. Um, if you could pick one book or one writing that you think everybody should read, yeah. um, for the benefit of the church and yeah. for people's own souls, what would you choose? Oh, hmm. He already said mm. the book of Ephesians earlier, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I guess no, okay. we're talking obvious. Okay, get, you got to give me, I have a lot of books. So I'm just trying to I think. Know, yeah. I, I, I but is there a like a, is there a one that you like are pretty, you pretty often recommend to people, especially considering the demographics of this podcast? The UCAT. Uh, okay. I'm going to give out, I'm going to okay, give out, <laughs> I'm going to give out good two books because they're two different types okay. of books. Okay. Um, okay. okay. Perfect. Um, so the first one is by Father Jacques Philippe, Searching for and Maintaining Peace. Oh. It's a, it's a great book. I think it's very helpful spiritually. I've bought the book like 30 times. I keep on giving it out to people. And um, it's just a really, really, really good book that helps you grow closer in a very simple way in your intimacy with God. 
Second book I'm going to recommend. Okay, actually, I'm going to give you three books. I'm going to give you a a spiritual book. I'm going to give you a literature book, and I'm going to give you a theology book. Great. Love it. Okay, great. This uh, Priest by George Bernanos is one of the best books I've ever read in my life. Sorry, say that again. again. (laughs) Sorry, Diary of a Country Priest by George Bernanos. Uh, He's a French guy. Uh, from France, and uh, <laughs> well, no, no, hold on. We have French people. Oh, sorry, you're from Canada, so I, you have to clarify. But it's just like it's kind of clarify funny. that. Uh, so <laughs> it's a book about a priest. Uh, talk about sacramental vision. This book has it in spades, and it, it's very, uh, it's just so beautifully done. And I just think it's one of the, it's a, it's one of the great books of literature, in my opinion. And I I read it every year, and it's fed me spiritually, not just as a priest, but as a Christian. Cool. And I'm, so then the Theology book. Um, this is a tough one, just because there's actually a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. I probably uh, let's let's keep it on the rats here train though, because yeah. this uh, podcast is titled Benedict's Big Baby Boys. So you got exactly. Is it going to be Jesus gotta, of Nazareth or Introduction to Christianity? Uh, I'm, oh. uh, Spirit of the Liturgy, please, for the trads. The meaning of Christian brotherhood. That's one of my favorites. That's a good one. Thanks. Ah, there's just too many. Uh, they're so we're saying all this because obviously every book by Benedict is good. Yeah. Um, the homie. I'm, I'm trying to think of like with. I got like five titles going through my head. This is why I'm taking a second. Um, take, your time. take your time. We're in no rush. Everyone's listening gonna, to this podcast at two times the yeah, speed. Anyway, every, so it's fine. Everyone's. Yeah. Everyone is literally, I'm literally walking right now with my microphone. As I go to my library, we're going on the go. We're going, we're on the go. Welcome to my library where I have all my books and it's awesome. And I can just kind of take a brief browse of my Ratzinger shelves. I have a very classy image in my head. You have Ratzinger shelves? Yes, shelves. I have two shelves of Ratzinger books. I am actually go to to seminary. Jeez, that sounds fun. (laughs) I have 1500 books. It's kind of crazy. Yowza. Yeah, it's a huge library. Um, okay, I'm gonna. It's a little out of left field, but I think it's a great book to help us, especially kind of understand people's conditions today. Ratzinger's Truth and Tolerance. Mm. Very. I would throw Introduction to Christianity there too, but uh, Truth and Tolerance is a great book because it deals with world religions and pluralism and modernity, and it deals with a lot of the, those fundamental theology questions we were talking about earlier. So I think. Uh, I highly recommend. I mean, anything by Ratzinger, go buy it. Fair enough. That's yeah. a that's a load of, lot of books that you just commanded us to purchase their father. And because you have the indelible mark of ordination, I have to do it. So yes, it's you do. imperative. And this Please. ends another episode of the Crunch Book of Club. The crunch. Yes. <laughs> yes. <The> crunch <laughs> exactly. We should really do that for like Patreon or whatever when we actually when we actually do Patreon. We're starting. We're Patreon. starting. For our podcast, for clerically speaking, we'll plug yeah. it. It'll go in the okay. show. Notes. Well, well, here's uh, I'll say this though: with Patreon.com/slash/vow of simplicity. Yeah. Well, no, here's what we're doing because we don't want. Here's that we don't we do not want to make money with Patreon because we know that if we do it, we're going to get more money than we need. Right. So you what we're make doing all is money anyway, and just send it back to us. <laughs> what we're doing is it's it's a one level five dollars a person, and it's going to cover co- monthly costs or whatever. But then anything extra we have, we're donating it on a quarterly basis to the missionaries and charity. Oh, love it. Nice. Love it. So we, we should yeah. do that. But like when we have, but like later, Patrick. When you guys actually have full income jobs. We, we need the money. 
we we stockpile for seek and then we go to seek yeah. well not we yeah i, I, was, mean, I was gonna that, go to seek i, I was gonna go to what? seek but it was like it was like 1500 bucks for me to fly there and i'm like okay. no way father a- go fund me that stuff we listen do you know do you know who we are yeah we sorry we are not kids we are not kids and we are recording on the same stage as matt frad we would get you there at the same time i'm just kidding it's not, i don't know how it's gonna work <laughs> I have no idea how that. Do you have any other details on that, Pat? No, I got an email today that was like information on Seek, but it was information on Seek from my Focus no. missionary, what? so it was not. It was like how to get to Seek, and I was like, all right, I bought my ticket, yo. Yeah, I'm anyway, contractually yeah. obligated to go to Seek. Hashtag Seek partner. Let's go. I'm contractually obligated. Oblig- I I work for them. Yeah, you have to be there. How how many people go to Seek? Oh, last year, year it was like fourteen thousand. This year it's probably going to be holy more. smokes, probably That's sixteen, insane. seventeen thousand. Hopefully, yeah, dude. I mean, father, um, you, dude, father, 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 dude, priest, father, dude, uh, father, dude, yeah. um, That's oh, a dude, good Bill and Ted reference. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, thanks, Gen yeah. X. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I met I met Father Dan at Seek or SLS, yeah. um, yeah. but I didn't know that I met him because I was right because I think I think it was at the time where his like Twitter profile picture was like not him. Right. And so I was walking around and I saw this just like big Giant, bearded, tall, priest. big bearded priest. And I was an like, Aggie ring that, just hanging off his, <laughs> is that father Dan? And he like looked at me and he nodded and I nodded back. And I thought it was just one of those like friendly priest things. But then he texted yeah. me and he's like, Hey, why didn't you say hi to me? And I'm like, why didn't you say hi to me? He just like, I don't know what you look like. That's hilarious. Uh, I'm still. I, I, I could be open to going if maybe if I could. Yeah, it's just like fifteen hundred bucks. I was like, there's just no way I can do that right now for we listen. For a few days. Everybody who's listening to this, we'll make it happen. Get Father Harrison to seek twenty. Get Father Harrison to seek 19. twenty. I will get back on Twitter to make this happen. Yes, you will. Twitter's fun, man. Let's make twenty teen twenty even greater teen. There you go. Twenty nineteen. There you go. <laughs> I was looking through our old episodes and I saw 20 great teen and I was like, we did not, I did not remember 20 great teen. I don't remember anything <laughs> we talked about in that episode. Hopefully I lived. I think, it. I think that was the episode where I talked about flossing every day. <laughs> and it's <laughs> big hearty laugh. <laughs> <laughs> big hearty laugh as all my teeth fall out of my skull. <laughs> Jesus didn't floss. Yeah, he oh. was fine. He also lived yeah, to be 33. So who knows what the effects would have been. And you know he was God. has the resurrection. He has perfect teeth now. With the resurrection, that's true. Or does he? Or does he? We got that to look forward to at least. Okay, I'm. A, I need to go to bed. Well, we all need to go to bed, Father. Well, well Father, you really, don't because it's still like five in the afternoon there. It's nine forty. Still sunrise. It's apparently still the sun's still up well, in Dawson. That's in the late horse. I'm in Victoria. I don't know what Canada. Victoria. It's all the same. That's why they're Patrick. That's why they're sleepless in Seattle because the sun never sets on Dawson's Creek. <laughs> well everyone thanks for listening <laughs> there we go alright let's end let's tie it all together father thank you actually so much yeah. for coming on um, that was so much fun I've been having this conversation not this exact conversation yeah. but tossing these ideas around with uh, students here the other missionaries on my team my friends that go to different schools my friends that are missionaries at different schools I've been like calling people and talking to people about this idea yeah. for many many days um, awesome. because of the podcast that came out Cool. on sunday so i just i'm that, really really that kept on that kept on glitching out i was listening to like oh my gosh yeah, we were it, glitching out a lot it did the same thing on this one so yeah so we're, uh, we're we apologize for all the glitchiness we got most a, okay. of what father it's, harrison said <laughs> yes it's yeah. not your fault it's canada's fault 
Exactly. I don't know. Maybe it must be where I, I might have to switch where I record. Or well, you do, like you do live in the middle of nowhere. Uh, no, I don't. Oh, what? <laughs> I, I, my town has 23,000 people in it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm that's, kidding. That's, Sorry, in my mind, I remember talking to you at one point, uh, yeah. and you were saying like, oh, this is a super small, I guess it's a super small church, but maybe it's not a super yeah. small town. Yeah. So it's like when you said, oh, it's a super small church, I was like, oh, dude, this is in the middle of nowhere, Canada. And yeah. that's why his internet's bad. But no, right. turns out yeah. it's just, it. we can just blame. Who can we blame, it Patrick? It could be my computer. Too. I think I think I, I think I need a new computer. We'll blame the modernists. Blame, oh yeah, I was going to say blame the modernists. Always a safe there bet. You, there you go. The modernists but, uh, and fascists usually yeah, pretty. If, if you ever want to chat about this stuff as you're trying to work it through, oh, just, uh, always. I will. I will text you. Don't worry. We're face, we'll FaceTime. We don't want a phone call because the long distance bill will be huge. But exactly, we can FaceTime. We can FaceTime. Love it. Cool. Patrick, get to bed. Ah, yeah, man, I'm so excited. Thanks for thanks for a great um, podcast. That will look sound great and be super long unedited because I'm not editing it. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. You have to edit out. No, the, the first part. That you. first that first part doesn't count, Father. Don't worry about that. We won't implicate okay, you. We'll, we won't cause scandal of pious ears. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Cool. Oh, oh my joke, my joke. Okay. Um, uh, is it over? Did the podcast end? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh, wait, no, we got to end the podcast. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we'll see you next week. Okay, follow God bless. Us.